We're live. All right. Welcome to the Of All the Podcasts in the World Oscar special. <laughs> the Oscars are tomorrow, in case you didn't know. And we are here with John, Luke, and we got Luke's brother, Jake, here. The brothers, the brothers Mueller. Yeah, both, both and, of us. Yeah. And Jake, uh, you're going to film school now. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Tell us why you're you're the expert to have on this. <laughs> if you pod. say so. <laughs> yeah, I'm in film school. Uh, I'm directing films. I write films. I'm a film nerd. I, I follow everything. So I feel like this is the right time to come on because I study the Oscars just way too intensely. And I listen to a lot of Oscar podcasts. I read the speculation. And I have... Many, many takes to contribute here, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me on. Yeah, he knows a yeah, lot more about the Oscars than me, so um, he's going to pick up for my slack a lot this episode. Um, but Probably me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I've seen too much this year as it is. <laughs> yeah, to me, the Oscars are like a good sporting event in a way. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl almost. It's a great guilty pleasure to watch every year, and I look forward to it, even though I don't agree with that, like any takes uh, for Best Picture or whatnot, but it should be fun. Oh, yeah. There's always a lot of, uh, I don't know, sipping the Hollywood Kool-Aid and everything, <laughs> but it's always fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So we're going to go through um, some of the main categories, uh, and uh, you know, the Oscars decided they didn't want to um televise a lot of these categories but then they went yeah. back on it so we're going to talk about them so anyway. we're going to throw them a, a bone we'll throw them a bone <laughs> yeah. we'll throw them a bone yeah so we're not as, so so we're better than them <laughs> yeah exactly we're better than, than the oscars, oscars. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go through each category and we're going to say who we think will win who should win and then a snub too because yes. I know there's always a lot of snubs. Snubs where it's get, and, it gets fun. That's when you get to really think yeah. uh, individual as an individual. It gets yeah, very exactly. subjective. Yeah. And I know I have some uh, some strong opinions on some of these, so I assume that you oh, guys no. have even more strong <laughs> opinions. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for you to hear yeah. some. Yeah. So I can't which wait to hear uh, category are we going to start with? Jake, why don't you uh, yeah, Jake, just lead us into the first thing. category? Yeah, lead us. <laughs> lead us. Yes, sirs. <laughs> Let us start out. Um, so for the 2019 Academy Awards, we will start with Best Supporting Actor like they do. Uh, I'll read the nominees. I'll read the films. Then we'll get into like who we think should win and who most likely will win if we were to bet money on it. So Best Supporting Actor. <clears throat> we got Mahersha Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, The Melissa McCarthy Vehicle, and Mr. Sam Rockwell for Vice. All right. I feel like we should applaud or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was thinking about whether I was going to be like, All yeah, the great nominees. After every, <laughs> after every one he announces, are like, nice. <laughs> you can add like an applause but graphic just, yeah. thing in, in the editing or something. Yeah, right. We'll do that. All right. So, of all five of those, who do y'all think is the shoe in to win? I think that's the best place to start. Luke, why don't you start us off? 
Um, I believe that Sam Elliott has a very good chance of winning this one. Uh, he's fantastic. He's he, so great. He was one of my. He's definitely my personal favorite performance uh, out of all these. And um, I think that it's not one where like uh, where my thoughts lay different from the academies or audiences in general. General, I think everyone likes Sam, Sam Elliott a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's mine. What about you guys? All right, yeah, I like uh, I like Sam Elliott a lot too, and that's why I. Uh, well, we'll get into that later. I I don't necessarily think he'll win though, and I picked Mahershala Ali to win, mm-hmm. and I think Green Book was was all right. You know, it wasn't anything super new or fresh, but I think the Academy would probably really like his performance, and he'd yeah. he'd be an easy pick for that um, for them to make. So. That's who I who I think will win for supporting actor. I second John Nerd on that one. I think Mahershala has all of the traction <laughs> to win. I mean, Green Book's a populist movie. He's an important character. He's a really sympathetic character. Um, and also Stars Born had the traction before Green Book was actually released. Like everyone was talking about the Sam Elliott scene where spoilers, he gets punched by his brother. And mm. but I think Mahershala has gotten the bag. He's just I think it's a great performance, personally. Yeah, Green Book's definitely had mm-hmm. it's a more uh, relevant movie for audiences right now than A Star Is Born because it's lost some of that fall traction some, it had. Some would say that. <laughs> yeah, some. Mm-hmm. Some would say that. Yeah. Uh, All right, then uh, let's go into who should win. Well, mine overlap, so we can move on to John's because I said Sam Elliott Sam should Elliott. win. Yeah, and that's and is uh, good, Sam Elliott? Good segue into mine because yeah. I think Sam Elliott should win too. I had yeah. a fi- I had a feeling that <laughs> you're most of that is Sam just Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah, like my opinion that I just really like Sam Elliott, and I really liked him in uh, in A Star Is Born. I liked mm-hmm. a lot of the supporting actors in A Star Is Born overall too. Um, but uh, yeah, for some reason, I, I think that Mahershala Ali will win. I think he was he was great yeah. definitely, and that's just uh, an easy pick for the Academy, but. Yeah, I think Sam Elliott should win just because I just like Sam Elliott a lot. A per- and I think yeah, he was great in it. Favorite performance, yeah, and uh... exactly. It'd be a great lifetime achievement award because he's been acting since like the seventies, probably. Oh yeah. And for him to come out of nowhere with this performance, I think it'd be a great way to honor him. But sadly, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, All right, Jake, who, want... you got? who you got? <laughs> I'm in the camp of both of you. I I really I'm not a big fan of Green Book, but Mahershala has so many scenes in particular that made me just tear up. Mm. But same it's the same with Sam Elliott. But I don't know. I want to throw love to Adam Driver though in Black Klansman. I think he's yeah. fantastic. He plays against type a little bit, in which he does in every new role, which I love. Um, I assume you guys would agree. I think he's yeah. We both like Adam Driver over here. Yep, definitely. <laughs> He's one of my favorite actors on the planet, and I think just to play such a controversial figure, but also a very down-to-earth figure in such a bleak and relevant film like that. And I, I love Black Klansman, too, which we'll get into. But I think for who should win, I would say it's Sam Elliott. I'll get on that train. Nice. Yeah, I would yeah, like I think... to pick Adam Driver as well. It's just like I was trying not to be too biased in that. <laughs> it's way too biased, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he doesn't win this time around, he's definitely in due time. He'll oh yeah, absolutely uh, get one. Yes, he will. No doubt about that. All right, and now snubs. Snubs. Let's do the snubs. 
I can kick off the snubs, kick it off, I kick guess. it off. Um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, Daniel Kaluuya in Widows, I thought was a snub. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. going to be the one of the first times I. We're going to probably beat a dead horse by bringing up Widows <laughs> consistently during this podcast, but um, him definitely. Yeah. Uh, I just thought he was um, a really kind of a standout in a already amazing movie. Um, and you'll, I'll never forget how scary and, um, intense he is in, in that movie. Uh, yeah. Brings so much tension to an already high stakes film. Um, yeah, I, I could go, that. I could talk about it more, but I would, uh, take your guys, <laughs> guys time. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we'll, uh, so I, I think some of these will be in agreement, um, pretty strongly and then some will, slightly disagree but i for this snub i almost picked daniel kaluuya and i ended up going with brian tyree henry oh nice from I, that's uh that's good i was gonna say that too it's on my list <laughs> but i <decided laughs> i'll go with kaluuya and just talk about him yeah tyree henry for sure you could pick yeah, a I lot thought he was great from widows really in widows yeah brian tyree henry yeah i picked him and actually actually i picked him uh for another movie beale street beale street could talk oh nice. uh, so yeah he was in a ton of movies yeah. this year he was in two yeah. of my favorite movies of the year yeah as a great side yeah. role three he's in spider-verse too he's a, yeah he killed yeah, it. In spider-verse he's yeah. the dad mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah, but uh Brian there's definitely gonna be a lot of widows as the mayor here. the scheming mayor and yeah. widows definitely do you want me to name yeah. my snub or do you want to go first John? no, no that was did. my snub brian brian, oh, was. brian okay, Tyler okay. Henry and widows yeah. okay i thought you had another one but I have a few, um, a few silly ones. Um, Hugh Grant for Paddington Two, which nice. I know Luke hasn't seen Paddington Two, but I no, think I've heard. I just hear nothing but delightful things, though. He, he oh, cross dresses yeah. into so many <laughs> wonderful characters, and he's a great villain. He's and no spoilers, but he has a musical number that knocked me out, and it was great. Oh um, yeah, and I love Paddington Two. I just want to throw as much love to Paddington Two as I can. And another one, which is a little strange, is uh, Jesse Plemons in Game Night, who is oh, the, the, nice. the skeeving cop neighbor who I think is the funniest performance of 20, 2018, um, specifically the Tostito scene where he fucking like, uh, interrogates them for the sale. Just the comedic <laughs> timing of that performance is just unprecedented and i love that performance in a pretty solid you know comedy so yeah that's a take that really makes me want to rewatch game just rewatch the scene it's on i do remember jesse clemens was it did make me laugh a lot but the fact that you were willing to give him an oscar uh nod makes me think he there was something more behind it that weird role he (laughs) that weird role of his so it's rewatch game night everyone and yeah you'll you'll be blown away <laughs> by the comedic abilities i'll stand by that take i think it's fantastic and he's really he's usually a villainous or just a very very just deeply troubled yeah. character and he was he, very strange in that movie he sort of plays uh, off though like the the todd and breaking bad stereotype but he's like he plays a very just yeah yeah dead-eyed character but he makes it and he turns it into a comedic performance. By the way, the dog he has in that movie is the same dog that Viola Davis has in Widows. Fun fact. Oh, oh wow. Shout yeah. out to so that dog. He's totally Oscar material. There's another there. snub. 
That dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my yeah. pick. Those are my two picks. No, yeah, those are those are really interesting ones. I guess we should move on to the next category. Yeah, um, let's just, um, what just do you keep think? it moving. Um, what will that one be? Um, but we're gonna do uh, best supporting actors. Uh, oh yeah, of course. So let's look at these nominees here. We got Amy Adams for Vice, which I have not seen Vice, but I hear she's great. Uh, Marina de Tavi- Tavira, excuse me, for Roma, who plays the mother. Regina King for Beale Street. Uh, Emma Stone for the favorite, and then Rachel Vice for the favorite. All right, Luke, do you want to start us off again? Yeah, um, I believe that uh, Regina King is going to win the Best Supporting Actress. And this overlaps again, like Sam Elliott, where I think she also should, um, just because mm-hmm. I think she was great in the movie. And just yeah. also as a um, kind of a kind of like a token of appreciation for her entire career, just how many people love yeah. her, I think. Yeah. Um, because she is, she does have, you know, she has a few scenes, I think, in Beale Street. I believe and that's it. So she's not in it that much, but she just how good she is in it that um, I think she should win. And and just for how great of an actress she is in general. Yeah. That was kind of like Mahershala Ali a couple years ago in Moonlight. You know, he wasn't wasn't in it that much, but he still won for his performance. So uh, I haven't seen Beale Street yet, but uh, that's also who I picked for who will win. Um, Oh, you picked her as well. Yeah. Just because just, from stuff in like the press and from, you know, the golden globes. Um, I feel like she's another pick for the Academy that that would um, be a solid choice that I feel like they would go with. So yeah, I also said Regina King. I have no hot take here. Cause Regina King's going to take the statue. There's All no right, doubt. Round it out. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's the <laughs> definition of a supporting performance too. Like you said, with Moonlight and Mahershala Lee, it's, she just comes in for, maybe 20 25 minutes of screen time and completely overtakes the movie like there's a scene where she has a wig um i know you haven't seen it john sorry but there's a scene where she travels <laughs> to puerto rico and might be the standout section of the movie in terms of emotion and beauty it's just great and she deserves a win i would agree awesome it's it's fun to agree <laughs> <laughs> all right um do we want to throw love to the two f- women in the favorite at all because I think they're both fantastic. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. worth mentioning. I wouldn't. Um, I could see Emma Stone winning as well. Mm-hmm. Either of them winning as well. Emma yeah. Stone's definitely an Academy favorite. Uh, I think Emma Stone surprised a lot of people in this with her ability to be very uh, just how dark she was in this movie. Oh, mostly, yeah. um, and she had an accent too. She's never had an accent y- in film. Yeah, yeah, especially after doing something like La La Land or, or um, the uh, the tennis film with Steve Carell. Like this Battle is, of the uh, Sexes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Battle of the Sexes, yeah. This is um, very different, and it, 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 helped, it helped me maintain respect for her, especially in the project she picks. She, she's still willing to um, definitely have a lot of fun with it and isn't just going for Oscar-worthy roles, even mm-hmm. though this is an Oscar-worthy role. Definitely. Yeah, um, I put Emma Stone for who who should win on mine just because oh, wow. one, I haven't seen Beale oh, Street. Nice. So nice. Yeah. yeah. And I really liked her performance. So I, I had to go with <laughs> yeah, one that, that I've that actually seen. Can't stand by it as much then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause the, and, I think she should win. Cause the press said she should win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, and did you say, Jake, who who should win, or are we moving I on? I said to Regina snubs? King uh, yeah. we, should win both, and will win. Um, both you and – yeah, me and you said for both. Yeah. Okay. I think it's so a I good guess, list of supporting actresses, though, I have to say. I, I haven't yeah, seen Vice, agreed, but yeah. the mother in Roma was very uh, – she felt really lived in and real, so I think that's a great yeah, shout definitely. out. Yeah, to strong, that. stronger category, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, let's do the snubs for sure. Um. All right. So my snub, I don't know if I'm saying this name 100 percent right, <laughs> but it's uh, Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> that's literally my it. snub too, Luke. <laughs> Because John, <laughs> all right, you said you got it, but John looked at me like, like I didn't get it. No, at all. you just. But, no, um, I did yeah, that because uh, I wrote the same one. You didn't. That's oh, why I made that. You... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, from uh, Widows. Um, yeah. Uh, just <laughs> a great. There's a great um, group of female characters this year um, that are somewhat a representative of uh, male oppression and especially relative to nowadays especially with harvey weinstein in the me too movement um this care this character is uh very special in widows um just for uh, the amount of empathy that's uh given her throughout and um just very young, just being very young and vulnerable and strong at the same time i thought that she was uh she was great uh, as a side character yeah agreed yeah, I thought she was one that surprised me during Widows too. Obviously, it's a great ensemble uh, cast, but I don't. At first, um, you know, when you first see her in Widows, she was a character that I figured I wouldn't really like, and then uh, as time went on, I really yeah. liked her character. I thought she was really great. Uh, yeah, so yeah, she you was, learn a lot about her. As yep, she goes on. Yeah, so she was also my snub. Jake, who you got? I mean, I love Elizabeth. The Bicky in that movie, I almost picked her. Um, I love how she like she uses her beauty and her just abnormal height to her advantage in that movie. I I love that performance. But I picked uh, I have two. I'll, I'll whittle it down to one though. Um, I picked Blake Lively in A Simple Favor. Um, hmm. I know Luke hasn't seen that. Have you seen that, John? No, I have not. I think it's one both John and I would like, though. I feel like you guys would both from what I've heard about it. Love it. It's like a very Hitchcockian sort of De Palma like thriller, but set in like the contemporary world of like women who are, uh, you know, house moms or they're like. Uh, Anna Kendrick's case, she's like a a vlogger and she makes like videos on how like how to teach moms how to cook and stuff. And Blake Lively sort of comes in and she's sort of this villainous, but this like really seductive performance and it's so quotable and she's so great. And she's, it's such a great performance. I definitely see a simple favor people. If you haven't. It's yeah. Like, done by Paul Feig. Yeah. Paul Feig's uh, first non comedic. Some bridesmaids yeah. and office directing. Going he directed on. the office. He's done a lot of TV. He did Ghostbusters, and it's a it's a wonderful little thriller. Definitely check it out, guys. Nice and uh, and Blake Lively, yeah, she's really yeah. she definitely it's a shock value too because she's never really stood out in anything I've seen her. Yeah, in. Jake shouting out some of the studio comedies <laughs> of this year. <laughs> you got to. I, I, it's also because I want the Academy Awards to you know, support genre movies too, like comedies or horror action. So mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Awesome. What uh, would our next category We got be? Best Actor coming up here. Um, 
Nice. Which I have to say, to start off, I think is a decently weak category, but I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. So we got uh, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for Stars Born, Willem Dafoe in the movie that no one saw, Eternity's Gate. Nope. Uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Aragorn himself, Viggo Mortensen in <laughs> Green Book. Um, so yeah, thoughts? All right, well... I think that Rami Malek will win. Mm-hmm. I've just heard uh, it's a very Oscar baity performance. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that bring it out. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, and I went with uh, Christian Bale. I feel like <clears throat> he'll win for doing the whole Dick Cheney thing, and I think people right. will love seeing. He'll probably do another political speech too that uh, we'll get the crowd going i know <laughs> of course of course get the people going and i just watched bohemian rhapsody coincidentally this morning oh nice and that's it definitely solidifies that rami malik is the front runner uh he did a lot of pre-preparation with like his uh with his teeth and with how he sort of embodies uh freddie mercury and it's very on point it's it's an it's a kind of a not great movie but a great performance and i think he hits all the marks to where the academy would vote for Raimi. so i'll go Raimi malik for the winner all right nice. all right and i guess who should out of who should i think should win right um i picked uh bradley cooper from a star is born um mostly because it's the only one guy from this category i've seen <laughs> but from this year but i he, i do you know i i don't see an argument where you could say that his performance didn't doesn't have the quality of an oscar nomination or uh, a win just like the journey you go through with this guy um yeah ever everyone was crying at the end of that movie and there's a reason for that so uh yeah bradley cooper yeah and i uh i also said bradley cooper mainly because i've seen <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like that actor category is a little strange. Um, yeah, I've only seen <laughs> yeah. a Star Is Born in yeah. book out of those, and uh, I've heard Rami Malek was really great, but he was basically the only one of the only shining moments of uh, of Bohemian Rhapsody. But it uh, is. <laughs> yeah, I love Bradley Cooper's performance mm-hmm. um, in a Star Is Born. I thought it was something different than what he is usually done too. So yeah, what you expect from him. Yeah. 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 And I really, yeah, that whole movie I was a big fan of and really believed the characters. So yep, I also went with Bradley Cooper. I will also go with Bradley Cooper. I'm not a huge fan of any of these performances by any means, but Bradley Cooper to take a performance that's been done three times prior and to sort of make it his own, I think is applaud worthy and also just, like Luke said, the deep emotional journey you follow Bradley on is just incredible. And the fact that he learned to play guitar within the past five or so years, he said, yeah. and to do it so effortlessly on stage to where you believe he's a country-esque rock musician, I think I think that deserves an Academy Award. So, yeah, Coops. <laughs> All right, and then... Snubs is... For snubs, I have a very long list. I have a lot of snubs. Yeah, um, I'll I'll like leave some out just so I yeah leave it for the rest of us. Too many. Um, (laughs) But 
I've got uh, Tom Cruise. I think in Mission Impossible oh, Fallout nice. deserves at least. I don't think he shouldn't win necessarily, but I think a nomination is des- deserved. And just how um, all out this man goes in on his stunt work and just commitment to a entertaining physical performance in all these action films he does. Um, I like while it's not the same level of an emotional performance, clearly as not as a lot of the ones that are nominated. Um, I still think that the amount of physical acting he does in it is a different type of effort, but the same amount and definitely deserves an Oscar nomination. Also, um, I think Ethan Hawke in uh, First Reformed was pretty great as well mm-hmm. um, and deserved an Oscar nomination. Yeah, because yeah. Tom Cruise broke his ankle. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. He should get something <laughs> for breaking his ankle doing yeah, stunts. Yeah, he should accept it in the on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. And my, uh, my snub was also... Well, I couldn't decide between two. I, I went with Ethan Hawke, but I also thought of Ben Foster from Leave No Trace. Nice, Trace. nice. Mm, a film um, I still need to see. Yeah, so since you said also said Ethan Hawke, I guess I'll say Ben Foster. Um, I think that one, really, there's no real talk about Leave No Trace now, but yeah. um, I think he had a really like important performance and just all the PTSD themes in there uh, and everything, I thought... Um, yeah, I thought he was really believable um, in that role, and uh, yeah, and that was he was a big reason why uh, why I enjoyed that movie so much too. Cool, that was actually my choice as well. Was Ben Foster? Uh, I love that performance. I love that movie. Just sort of, I think people take for granted how hard it is to play restrained and quiet, and sort mm-hmm. of. There's a scene where he's sort of. Um, does a personality test in a government facility and just yes he yeah. communicates like 30 40 emotions on his face at one time and it, 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 it made me cry a bit and that performance is criminally overlooked um but my my other snub is a movie i don't think either of you have seen it is david diggs and blind spotting uh which is an incredible movie that the academy looked over it's, it's basically about gentrification and race relations with the police and uh, the community didn't take place in Oakland. And uh, to leave it short, I could talk about this movie for, for hours, but David Diggs carries that movie. He wrote it. He acts. He's the star of it. And he plays sort of this convict family man, just super, super well. He's deeply, deeply flawed, but he's just has so much uh, genuine emotion in that performance. And it's funny. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. It's triumphant. It's everything I'd want in a performance, really. So yeah, I'd go David Diggs for Blind Spotting and, and Ben Foster, and I also wrote Tom Cruise because why the hell not? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, before we move on, I'll just shout out two quick, a uh, couple quick more. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. You were never really here just yeah. for that uh, transfer transformation that he mm-hmm. did, um, as well as uh, Lakeith Stanfield and. So- uh, sorry oh. to bother you uh, as for taking us down that super weird rabbit great hole. Performance. Was. Great performance. Great uh, performance. Yeah, just thought yeah, that's a good be. pick. All right, so to uh, nice. lead actress, are we on now? Well, first, we're going to take a break. And then oh, is the... right after oh, nice. that break, we'll yeah, be we back with... Yeah, ta- we uh... definitely should take a break, John. Very <laughs> <Yeah>. good call. <laughs> 
let's take a break and then we'll be right back with uh, Best Actress. All right, well, we're back and we're moving right along to uh, Best Actress, I believe. Is that right, Jake? We are in Best Actress. Shall I read the noms here? Let's hear them. All right, so we got, excuse me again, I'm probably butchering her name. We got Yulitsa Aparicio from Roma. We got Glenn Close from The Wife. Uh, we got Olivia Coleman from The Favorites, who's fantastic in that film. Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. And comedic actress Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me? All right. All right. Luke. Well, I believe Yalitza, Yalitza Aparicio <laughs> yep. will win. <laughs> um, stumbled into the name a little bit. I'm from Roma. Um, I don't necessarily believe this was the best performance, but I just believe that uh, she had a couple scenes that really will tug on the Academy's heartstrings and will force them to give her the Oscar. Um, It's just one of those where I don't think everyone um, will, will totally agree on it when she's standing on the stage and will be surprised. I think it's a, it'll be a surprise pick. Nice. Nice. I like that pick. I went with Glenn Close solely because I honestly, I honestly have no idea what the wife is about or anything about the wife. Yeah, me neither. But just the fact that she, uh, I think she hasn't won uh, an Oscar, right? She has not, no. Yeah. So I I just, surprisingly, I I just feel like that's something they do all the time is they'll give it to an older actor who hasn't received one yet for a, for a performance that was like fine but wasn't anything like spectacular so yeah i feel like they'll just give her one for yeah her lifetime achievement and everything i completely second that i haven't seen the wife either but based on you know oscar speculation in the news she's the standout i mean mostly for the lifetime achievement aspect about it because she's she's been in everything for the past few decades um so I, I guess i wouldn't be upset with her taking home the oscar but from mm-hmm. like friends in film school who have seen the movie just say it's a very lifetimey like tv movie at best so it's, it's kind of a weird pick but i wouldn't count out olivia coleman either because i think she's a great fresh new actress in hollywood that they'd want to sort of give credit to so i think it's a runaway with glenn closer olivia coleman personally nice all right. Luke, who do you think should win? I actually didn't write this down, so I'm going to do a snap decision. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman. I think she should win. Yep. Um, the way she's able – her performance is so good that she kind of draws – she's able to draw those other two great performances in the favorite in and um, yeah. kind of controls the whole dynamic in that film. Um, I could – I could be I could pick Lady Gaga, but I think that uh I think Olivia Coleman um as a performance is uh more unique, I think and I, I think Lady Gaga most the best part is of her performance is her just doing something that she we all know she can do already, which is sing incredibly. Um so mm-hmm. I'm gonna be yeah, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, I also went with Olivia Coleman too. Uh yeah, I just I really loved the favorite and I loved Olivia Coleman in it. And I've seen her in some, you know, British TV shows too, some like comedies and um, some more serious shows. But she's always, 
she's always funny in the comedies. She's always great, um, you know, just great actor overall and um and all the dramas and everything too, like Broadchurch. Um, and then in this, I thought uh the favorite obviously has some great um comedic moments, and I thought she was not only great in those, but also great um in the sense that you could really understand her character uh, a little bit better. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really loved Olivia Coleman's performance. Yes. Olivia Coleman should win. We're all right. Um, she plays <laughs> the perfect line really of extremely and bitterly lonely character, but also one that maintains the control of her estate and what she's fighting for. And I think that if you can pull off both of those emotions, like, as flawlessly and as hilariously that she did. Like she is the perfect actress to work with Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, just based on her, just her delivery and the way she just, just expresses so much weird and awkward and disgusting humor at the same time. I think it's a great performance, but I wouldn't discount Lady Gaga too as a second. I think people, people aren't surprised how good she was on stage, but I think in sort of the quieter moments that she had with Bradley Cooper are effective. I think she, as a first-time uh, actress in film, I think it's I think it's a wonderful performance outside of the music too. So, but I, like you guys, I think Coleman's the she's the favorite, if you will. She's the best. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, now on to snubs. Snubs. I'll run through a few very quickly. Um, first, uh, Regina Hall in support the girls. Um, I think that that's the best female performance of the year. And I think she should have at least been nominated. Um, Yeah, just I don't expect everyone to immediately love support the girls necessarily. It's kind of an obscure, more obscure, different film. So definitely for the Oscars, it it would be a surprise to be, say, nominated for Best Picture or something. But I, I do think there are some standout things and in the film that should have gotten more recognition. And definitely one of them is the, the performance of Regina Hall. I'll nice. let you, I'll let you guys just go since I just talked over the other two I would have done. So mine, um, yeah, let's see. I, I was going through a couple, but I think mine overall would be Tony Collette from hereditary. hereditary. I, she was, she was amazing. in Hereditary <clears throat> And, Hereditary is honestly a movie that I usually don't watch. I, I'm not a huge horror fan. And um, just overall, just having a great story and great acting to go along with it, that makes me want to watch um, you know, a movie like that. And uh, Tony Collette, was, I thought, was outstanding. Um, and I'll say another one quick that I really liked, and that was Claire Foy and Unsane. Oh, nice. Mm, um, nice. That's yeah. sort of a, a random one for me, but... Um, uh, yeah, overall, I think Tony Collette uh, definitely should have been nominated. Absolutely, that's it's a travesty. Just based on the dinner table scene alone, like that's an Oscar mm-hmm. real highlight of just the best acting of the past decade, in my opinion. I think Tony's incredible. Also, I mean, Support the Girls is my favorite film of the year, so obviously Regina Hall deserves to be in there. But um, some snubs I had. Um, I mean, Elsie Fisher in Eighth Grade is a fearless and just deeply, deeply relatable performance that if a young actress can open a portal to where everyone like a critic or just any regular moviegoer can just deeply relate to her. um, It's it's just so great. And then she, the way Bo sort of directed her is another, just a feat to take where he would not give her script notes or 
the script itself till the day of shooting. So it's all just super spontaneous and really organic acting. And she, I think she was criminally overlooked. And then one more I, I will say is we talked about Leave No Trace. The standout for me in that is actually the young girl, uh, Thomas and McKenzie, um, who also sort of plays the quiet, gentle, uh, subdued, you know, similar to Ben Foster. Um, but she really takes the reins of that movie and I think is the star and um, is the focal point of the movie. And I think her sort of experiencing like uh, the modern world to where she didn't know before is just breathtaking. And she's so adventurous and uh, another just fresh young actor coming onto the scene. So, yeah, those are my picks. Nice. I definitely got to see Leave No Trace. We got two Oscar snubs. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Such a great film. All right. So what is our next category, Jake? So uh, we will go on to screenplays here. um, And why not start with adapted? Nice. Um, So for adapted screenplays, we've got the great Coen Brothers script, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. We got Black Klansman. Uh, We got Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, if Beale Street Could Talk, written by James Baldwin, and of course, A Star is Born. Um, so I think that I think that uh, Beale Street should win and will win. Um, and will win. Yeah. Um, just it it's it's just so good (laughs) mainly like it's it's uh such a lovely uh serene film um and it it just it tells um it tells a story about african americans in such a um innocent non non like not uh, not so much accusing people of being racist way (laughs) which is which is what most which is what a lot of the films have been doing it's like sorry to sorry to bother you and um black clansmen are very radical and they're um they're going after a lot of things when beale street is mostly about um just like like love and it's such a peaceful film um and and it so it just felt fresh fresh to me in that sense nice yeah i uh so i think beale street will win um mainly because uh, i feel like a lot of people probably agree that it's it was snubbed for a lot of categories and it's not really nominated for that much so i feel like this could be one that um it wins just to sort of make up for to make up for not um, being nominated for that and obviously because it probably deserves it too um would it be just this and best supporting actress that, that beale street received nominations for I yeah, believe I it was these two. It was that and then original score. Mm, so it's been okay. adapted score and then Regina King. Um, I'll actually go on the opposite side. I think that Black Klansman should and will win. Um, mostly just in the to get into semantics, I think the category best adapted screenplay. I think that's the most uh I think it's the most connective to uh, societal issues today. I mean, like if Beale Street's more timeless, I think, but Black Klansman, I think, um, aside from the incredible dialogue and the great tension building in that in that script, I think, I think one, it's great for Spike Lee because they'll finally give Spike Lee an Oscar. But two, I think, is just a great take on what is such a taboo subject that's very hard to translate to film. Um, I love Beale Street. I've read the novel. I've you know the screenplay is fantastic, but. 
I think Klansman is great for one to give Spike Lee an Oscar, and two, I think is just a great adaptation and what a, what otherwise would be a very hard thing to adapt. So, I think Klansman. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely a bold script in how it it just touches you know it just touches uh, certain things that people aren't willing to go after. Yeah. And then Luke, you said Beale Street was will win and should win, right? Yeah, I did. And then, so I then I went with Black Klansman um, for who should win. Um, just basically out of all of those, um, out of all of those that I've seen uh, nominated, uh, yeah, I just felt Black Klansman um, would definitely deserve that one. And uh, again, like you said, Jake, I think um, Spike Lee probably has a good chance of getting an Oscar this time around. So um, yeah, that's what I went with. All right. Cool. I think we could skip over snubs for these screenplays since we have a good variety of both adapted and original. But if you do have one, uh, I didn't write any snubs for adapted. So I think I have I'm more for nope. original screenplays. So let's go into original yeah, screenplays. Agreed. Okay. So we got uh, to start off. We got the favorite, uh, first reformed, written by Paul Schrader. We got Green Book. We got Roma and Vice. Um, well, I think that the favorite, um, the favorite will win and should win for this category. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of buzz <laughs> around the favorite and it's very surprising because it's not your typical o- Oscar film. It's like one of the main things I like about this Oscars is, is that a film like the favorite is receiving so much recognition Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of people probably would say Green Book will win. I it could also win, but I, I'm going to go with the the upset and say that the favorite will upset Green Book. Nice, yeah. I think I think Green Book will win. Um, yeah, I just feel like that's another one that the uh, I don't know. It's just sort of a gut feeling that I feel like the Academy would like that one, especially like the Golden Globes. The the main guy's son, um, who also had a hand in writing it, um, you know, was there. So, um, yeah, I just think that's a, a solid choice there. So I think Green Book will win. Yeah, I'm in the camp of both of you. Uh, I think Green Book has, again, it has the populist over 50 camp where they're going to just eat it up and they probably just adore that story. But I think the favorite will and should win, um, even though Green Book has the traction. Um, first of all, it's like the first script that Yorgos Lanthimos, like if he followed his career, it's the first time he's ever adapted a screenplay and what a perfect fit for him to adapt. I mean, the dialogue, absolutely. Yeah. The dialogue's quotable as hell. It's a very interesting dynamic that they paint a really timeless dynamic of characterization and, um, to create a, a period piece, like, you know, in the mold of just a really fucked up and really just weird, sensibility i think the favorites the most unique screenplay on this list and i think the one that the academy is gonna gonna favor so they're gonna favor the favorite yeah no pun (laughs) intended again nice well we can move on to snubs then because i think um i'm in agreement with that i think the favorite should win um so yeah Um, yeah i'll get into my snub then go for it um i i could have written a ton of snubs (laughs) just because uh I am an aspiring screenwriter, so like one of the things I do look at mainly in movies is scripts. 
Um, but mm-hmm. I just decided to give love to Bo Burnham's eighth grade for the for my snub here. Um, mainly, I didn't I had I didn't write it for any other snub, so I figured this would be a good one. Um, just because I I thought that this script was unique in the way um, the scenes were constructed to portray uh, middle school anxiety, and I don't think I on and on a level that um, of realism that I don't think any film's been able to do before. Um, and so I think it, yeah, it deserves love for that. Yep. My snub is also eighth grade. I think that was, that's nice. a, a clear, um, I don't know what do you want a clear snub. Yeah. Clear mishap <laughs> for the Academy. <laughs> that's because, a total snub. <laughs> I just feel like eighth grade is, um, you know, everything you said, and then it's also so universally well-liked. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. you know, I don't know anyone who's really said anything negative about it. Uh, you know, I feel like everyone who saw it loved it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I feel, 100%. especially our generation, it's, um, it was something that was, um, very relatable to, to nearly everyone. So, um, yeah, I definitely thought eighth grade, um, should have been there and I don't even know if it got any nominations. No noms. I don't believe wow. which is yeah. a travesty um i'll second that i mean eighth grade is ubiqui- ubiquitous where everyone can sort of find relation whether you're a parent or a kid or just anybody i think it's a fantastic script but my snub would be boots riley's sorry to bother you i think it's every single radical and anarchic viewpoint on the world today um i mean pickets like race race relations or capitalism or war or police brutality or just just gentrification in oakland like i mentioned earlier all thrown into one very angry hilarious outlandish script that nobody but boots riley could have adapted into a film i think it's and there's a reason why he got so many wonderful actors like Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson, because they read the script and like, this is just a wholly unique vision that no one else on the planet has ever really conceived into a script. And it's angry and it's hilarious and it's a film I love. So I think, the, I think the Academy overlooked it personally. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Fun movie to watch. Fun movie. looked like a fun movie to make. <laughs> All right. What's the uh, the next category we got? Let's move on to uh, cinematography. Let's do some technical awards here. Um, All right. Uh, so we got uh, we got the foreign film Cold War, which I really loved for cinematography. We got the favorite, uh, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star Is Born. Luke. All right. Well, I think this category that Roma will win and should win at the same time I think that's very obvious um like everyone everyone when they hear about um Roma for the first time they just hear about the great cinematography and the great um the great shots that just that just um that pan across like crowds and and the whole world that he's um that he's showing us um yeah, it's an it's a great looking film, and um, while it's not, it's kind of a boring pick. It's I I think it should it does deserve to win best cinematography. Yep, I'm in total agreement there. I said uh, I said Roma will and should win. Um, yeah, I feel like that's one of the more obvious ones <laughs> uh, from the list. Yeah, so, it's yeah, not too much else to add. It's yeah, it's a cinematography film, and it's one of the mm-hmm. most well regarded films of the year. So I think yeah. it I. I 
I'll go as far as to say it's a travesty if it doesn't win (laughs) (laughs) the cinematography at the Oscars this year. There'll be riots in the streets. Yeah, (laughs) just like the same riot will be replicated in LA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm in agreement with you guys. Roma will and should win, but I'm a director, so I want to throw some visual nods, if you will, to the other films nominated real quick. I mean... Yeah. The favorite did some really interesting things, ex- like really experimental with like the fisheye lenses and how he would just like oh, these quick pans mm-hmm. that sort of like it's sort of a comedic sensibility in how he shot it in some ways, where it's very just quick witted and fast paced. It almost like follows the dialogue and it's in its rhythm. So I think the favorite's great. I think Star is Born is criminally overlooked for Matthew Libatique's cinematography. Um, like the way he sort of like sort of shakes the camera chaotically when Bradley Cooper is doing the guitar solos. It's very, very interesting how he shot those music sequences and it's just gorgeous to look at. Like it's undeniable. Yeah. And you know, Cold War, I I think the most beautiful film on this list, honestly, I love Roma, but Cold War also black and white. It also in the same realm where you could just hang any still of that movie on your wall and it would look gorgeous. Um, And it's a period piece too. So I think, that is, I think that I'd pit those two against each other, but Roma is definitely going to win for the for the technical aspect of it, and probably should. Um, but I just wanted to throw love to all all four of those movies that I've seen. Uh, sorry, I'd Never Look Away. I've never seen that, but the rest. Yeah, I never even heard of Never Look Away until the, the nomination. <laughs> so, yeah, sadly not. Um, all right. So are we gonna, do we got any cinematography snubs? Or Ooh, that's a good question. We're going to skip that category. If there's anyone to throw out there, I mean. Um, uh, well, Beale Street is a very, is a very course, beautiful yeah. looking movie. Um, and also, uh, uh, You Were Never Really Here by Lynn Ramsey had one of the more um, gritty, uh, distinct looks that I saw all year. Yeah. Um, and it, like it really, uh, yeah, it's one of those films that just, uh, that's just so pretty. <laughs> you could just watch it. Nice. All right. I don't have any specific, um, cinematography snubs. I mean, I of course love widows and I'm just looking at my list now and, uh, yeah, you might as well throw mission impossible in there and Paddington too, but those, yeah, yeah, those are just yeah. more fun ones. Yeah, I have nothing else either. You guys mentioned all of them. Patty did two's gorgeous, by the way. Definitely, definitely a snub. All right, what's the uh, the next category? Let's do best director. Best director. Um, so we got five nominees. Uh, starting off with the great Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Powell Pilikowski. Sorry to butcher that again for Cold War. Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorites, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice, which to me is a very interesting list of directors, I must say. Yeah, that is. Luke, do you want to start us off? Um, I think that uh, Cuaron will win. Um, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be his. I think it's gonna be his year. Um, with with most of once you're, especially once you're getting towards the end of the ceremony, um, when you're doing directing and best picture. So a hint towards a 
later pick. Um, yeah, Corone. Yep, I agree. I think I think Corone will win. I think that's another. It just seems like a shoe in for the academy to pick uh, to pick him. Um, I, I, he's not who I put for should, but uh, that doesn't mean I think he would definitely deserve it too. So, yeah, I mean, to, to, I think he will and should win. I think that. First of all, it's his second win already. He won for gravity. I mean, the mm-hmm. academy just loves him, and he's he always breaks boundaries technically with storytelling and how he shoots stuff. And I think that yeah. Roma Roma definitely fits into that category. I mean, it's like it's a landscape like art piece, but it's told within like a personal story of his childhood. I don't know what else the academy would go for with a directing piece. I mean, I think that's the obvious choice. I think personally, I think is the most a tourist piece in all of the 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 uh, directors. So I'd go for Will and should for Quaron. All right, and Luke, who do you think should? Uh, um, I this is a little with my heart, but I would say uh, Spike Lee. I think Spike Lee should mm-hmm. just as a career a career nod um, for all the great things he's done for cinema. Um, and just because and just because Black Klansman, it, I do think out of um, out of all the films in this category, um, is probably probably my personal favorite. So, yeah, nice. I also went with Spike Lee for similar reasons. Uh, yeah, I think if Black Klansman doesn't get something like adapted screenplay, um, then Spike yeah, just, Lee will probably just get one that. thing, please. Like, yeah, definitely. I think this is uh this is a a good one for the Academy to uh to give to Spike too. So. Um, yeah, that's also who I put for uh, who should. And then we got snubs. We do got uh, snubs. I'll <laughs> yeah. start off. I'll start off because I got a yeah, few. Do it. Um, John, you mentioned Hereditary. I think Ari Aster for Hereditary oh, is yeah. a giant snub, especially for a first-time filmmaker. I mean, to craft a horror movie that uniquely and that you know technically just incredible it looks great the acting's great it just fires on all cylinders so i would go ari aster for one snub and then another i will go man i have so many written down here um i already gave love to boots riley but i will say uh barry jenkins for if beale street could talk i mean we've given it a lot of love already in this podcast but i think there's no one as genuine and as 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 delicate with how he crafts movies i mean that movie if you've seen moonlight you'll know just that he does something special behind the camera and yeah those are my two biggest snubs all right uh snubs for me um obviously steve mcqueen from widows um And then I, I also want to mention Lynn Ramsey from You're Never Really Here. I think someone should. Um, and I just think that that's a very that's a bit of an overlooked film by the Oscars um, in general. Um, and also, I um, I think Christopher McQuarrie in Mission Impossible <laughs> deserves a directing nom. Definitely. Um, it's, it's a similar thing with for me, Mission Impossible Fallout, kind of like Mad Max Fury Road and how... Uh, it's just such an incredible action film that it does that it deserves to be at the Oscars. Um, when it's when it's that good of an action film, it's like a stand, like a generational action film yeah. that stand out above all the others. I, I I think it should at least be nominated at the Oscars. Not necessarily win, but at least be nominated. Yeah, 
I think of course, it's... I wanted Mad Max Fury Road to win the Best Picture when it was not. Oh, yeah. yeah, it should have won. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to make uh, like a crowd pleasing and good action movie like Mission of Impossible. course of course there's a ton of like shitty action movies all the time <laughs> so i think it's really hard to do what christopher mccrory did yeah i agree with that one and i also i just one of my snubs is bo burnham just because oh yeah i, I wrote him you gotta as well, love bo yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bo yo greatest rapper ever <laughs> all right any more snubs for best director Real quick, I think Deborah Granick for Leave No Trace. I mean, mm. we've said all yeah. we needed to say, but that's a brave film. Uh, it's it's a great script that she that she adapted as well, and I think to get those two performances, I think deserves recognition. So, I think Deborah. That's another one. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, some female snubs uh, in the directing category, yeah. which um, is. On one hand, not surprising. On the other hand, it is surprising with how the direction of the Hollywood's going now. But, uh, Absolutely. but anyway, hopefully in the future there will be some more. But uh, it's time for it's time a, for another commercial break. Another commercial break. And what category will we be back with after the break, Jake? We got the granddaddy best picture coming back. Best picture right after the break. Okay, stay tuned. All right, but now we're back with Best Picture. Let's do the it. The granddaddy of them all. Wow. What okay. are the nominees? Yeah, read those nominees. <clears throat> so the 2018 Best Picture nominations done by the Academy Awards are, we got Black Panther. <laughs> Black Klansman by the great Spike Lee. We got Bohemian Rhapsody. We got the favorite, uh, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. All right. Well, I think we all probably have some snubs for this, but of course, of uh, course. First, we'll we'll obviously start out with who will win. Luke, who do you think will win? Roma will win. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's too much more that I have to say other than Roman. Yeah, Roman. I think it's as sure as like the Shape of Water winning last year mm-hmm. for me. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, that yeah, that's uh, that that's uh, that's yeah, Roma will win. It's what they I think they love. Um, yeah, they're they're gonna give the nod to that. Yeah, and I I think Roma will win just because. I feel like uh, in Hollywood, they all, or the Academy, they always vote for who, not necessarily they want to win, but who they think everyone else will vote for. Yeah, and I yeah. think this is one of those. They'll be like, it's, okay, it's I'm going to look like an idiot if I don't vote for the Academy. Yeah, look through. Yeah, yeah. So I also think Roma will win. Jake, who do you got? I'm going to play contrarian here. Well, both of you guys are very, very correct with that assessment. Um, I think Green Book might sneak in and win Best Picture, and oh. I would be very upset with that pick. It's maybe my second least favorite movie of this year. It's a fine road trip buddy, <laughs> buddy movie that tackles themes that are, I think are way outside of Peter Fairley's uh, radar. But I'm not the Academy, and we're not the Academy. And knowing the Academy they will want to reward the movie that 
makes him feel good. It makes him feel good about racism in America, even though that movie takes place 30 years prior to where we're at. And also, I don't know, man. I feel like that Roma is part of this camp where they just don't want to award the Netflix movie, the first ever Netflix yeah, movie nominated for mm, a Best yeah. Picture. So I just... And it's bewildering to me that a lot of Academy Award uh, people that are in the Academy would not even watch Roma because they want to support going to the to the theaters. And Roma had a very short-lived uh, theatrical run. Um, but again, I think that I think Roma has has the number one shot. But I would not be surprised if Green Book snuck in and and stole the, the, the deserved Roma from Best Picture. So I'm going to be contrarian. I'll say Green Book's probably going to win. Wow. Nice. That's not a bad <laughs> pick at all. I'm not happy about it, but I just have to go with my with my gut. So. It's almost like dark to say that Green Book will win. <laughs> the best I know. Picture. I'm going to get slaughtered by, by the listeners for that, though. I think it's definitely yeah. an easy choice. Our for the listeners Academy. are very tough. So yeah. <laughs> like, we get a lot of hate mail. Got a lot for of hate, hate takes. mail and hate tweets yeah. for that one. Death threats, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are coming after you, Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also think A Star is Born is a possibility, too, just because oh, yeah. of the popularity. I think they also think if they award something like A Star is Born, then maybe that'll get people to go back into the theater and uh, and see see more movies like that because, obviously, everyone loves Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I also I also could see that one, uh, although I don't necessarily think it uh, it should win. Do you want to get but into anyway, that? Do you want to get into the who should win Best Picture? Yeah, Luke. Yeah. Uh, who do you think should win? I think I wouldn't be mad if either Black Klansman or A Star Is Born won. Um, I, they're just for me, they're both my just personally what I think are the best of all these films. Um, if I had to pick one, I would go with Black Klansman. I think it'd be really nice. cool. I think it'd be really cool to see Spike go up there and get a Best Picture win. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, another side note: I wouldn't be mad if uh, Black Panther won. I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I would love if sort of something like that that's not expected to win would um, pull an upset. Uh, I I went with the favorite just because I I yeah, really like the favorite. Nice. That'd be cool uh, as well. And of course, I love *A Star Is Born* too. So I don't, one of those are *Black Klansman*, like you said. Uh, yeah, it would be great for a Spike to actually win. Um, yeah. Win anything? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, any of them besides the ones that we necessarily <laughs> think will win. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, my personal favorite on this list is *Star Is Born*. I mean, that's top tier movie going experiences of the year. I mean, that movie's ele- yeah. it's electrifying. It's heartbreaking. It's it run the runs the gamut of emotion. I think that deserves it. It's funny because I walked out of Starsborn in October, like opening day. Everyone was crying uh, when the credits <laughs> rolled. I'm like, how is this not going to win Best Picture in in February? I mean. And it just weirdly lost traction over the over the months. I think people just strayed away f- from it for some reason. And then Green Book and Roma sort of took over its place. Um, but I think quality of filmmaking and just uh, supporting, like you said, John, the theater-going experience, I think Star is Born should win the best picture. I think it's the best movie for a directorial debut. I mean, come on. 
It's it's yeah, fantastic. Maybe it should have maybe should have been a Christmas release, and it would for sure be the I best think, picture. I think oh, yeah. I think for sure the release date was a factor. But weirdly, I think I have another take on Black Panther. I think um, if you're not familiar with how the Academy votes, um, they do it by ranking. Um, and a movie like Roma is polarizing. It could get a lot of first place votes and a lot of seventh place votes. But a movie like Black Panther, I think the Academy will look at and, and be like, oh, that's an important movie. It'll all movie. be in the middle. It'll be like third. It's how uh, Moonlight won, actually. I think on on just basis of importance and uh, sort of a, a mark in cinema and just how, uh, how a, a comic book movie can be nominated, for, I think might sneak in and get those third and fourth place votes. And if it won Best Picture, I wouldn't be too shocked. Um, and I think it has a big chance personally. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to see something like that. Um, see something like that win too. And I almost think it would have an even better chance if it came out towards the end of the year too. Yeah. Cause that was, I mean, that took over all media in February when it came out. So, um, so yeah, should we, uh, any other thoughts for who will or who should, or should we move on to snubs? I mean, despite what I said about Green Book, I think Roma's for sure going to win. I'm just like, oh yeah, the Academy Awards have been so messy. And yeah, you're preparing shitty. yourself for a, a bad choice, I feel like a they'll bad decision. Just, they won't disappoint at this point, and they'll be like, you know, everyone will be shocked. It'll be like when Crash won. Like this weird, out-of-touch movie took home mm. Best Picture that year, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I do think this is sort of a strange year yeah <laughs> um yeah and I, I don't really know why there's a lot of different uh elements making it that way but that was a good year for film but yet the oscars they shot yeah, the oscars, are, are the oscars aren't as exciting yeah well just looking at the like the nominations and uh although i haven't seen either vice or bohemian rhapsody i heard <laughs> a lot of horrible things about <laughs> yeah. both of those yeah <laughs> It's kind of justified. Bohemian Rhapsody is just your stereotypical formulaic musical biopic. And mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see how it overshines some of the snubs that we have. It just really makes me mad. And I haven't seen Vice. And I, 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 basically on Bohemian Rhapsody, they, they really screwed up. Yeah. Well, let's on that note, let's go right into, uh, into the snubs then. Uh, Luke, do you want to start us off with any of your snubs? I will, John. Um, All right. <laughs> I'll do. I'll start off with. Uh, I think Widows and Mission Impossible Fallout. I've already. I think I'll bring that. I already said um, Christopher McQuarrie for Best Director should be nominated. I'll yeah. go with Mission Impossible Fallout for. Yeah, Best Picture should have been nominated, and Widows. I've I've talked about on this pot like the last four of these podcasts I've done. <laughs> Um, I feel it feels like just because it was to me the clear uh, best film of the year, um, and I mean I wasn't surprised that it wasn't nominated because apparently just like a lot of people didn't see it, but mm-hmm. I think it's just an example with the Academy not really being as in touch with modern filmmaking as it could be. Yeah, I I thought honestly Widows had more to say about like. Um, race relations in modern day than something like Green Book did. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> I second that one hard. Yeah, and <laughs> so I mean, obviously, Widows is is my biggest snub too, just because 
yeah, I love that movie and it was my favorite of the year. Um, and yeah, I felt like it said a lot of important things that were just overlooked because it wasn't as, you know, we didn't have Vigo Mortensen as this lovable guy from the Bronx uh, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And, yeah. Yeah. And Widows, I felt like the peop- maybe people who saw it who thought it was just going to be this super action-packed heist mm-hmm. movie, uh, they saw it, maybe they were disappointed by that and maybe it didn't get a lot of um, word of mouth um, because of it. Um, I don't know if that was an issue, but I also thought that's why it was would be even better for, uh, you know, an Oscar nom because yeah. uh, it was more than just some action heist. Movie. I think a lot of people who saw Wid- Widows were probably um, not as in tune with how, uh, how character focused it is and uh, socially relevant and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe could have gone over some people's heads going into this movie thing. It's just going to be an action um, female centric heist movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, it's going to be like, it's, yeah, a remake it is just of so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely not oceans eight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I also, I agree with what you said about uh, mission impossible fallout too. Cause I feel like if they, if they're putting, all these other popular movies on there, mm-hmm. you know, even Black Panther. Like, how come Mission Impossible? Yeah, that's what I'm can't saying. Get out there too. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't they be more fun? <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> all right, Jake. What do yeah. you got? I mean, Widows. That's the most bewildering picked for me for my snubs. I mean, I love Widows. It's it's in my top five of the year. Um, I think it did get snubbed for what you guys were talking about about audience expectation. They saw the trailers and they're like. Oh, it's like a Michael Mann-esque heist movie with females. That's cool. But, you know, it's a very character-centric. If you've seen any Steve McQueen movie, like if you've seen 12 Years a Slave or Hunger or Shame, he's he's very interested in human sorrow and human loneliness and so many different themes that go over a lot of people's head, especially for a genre movie. So I think Widows is for sure the most obvious pick, but I, I picked a few others that we failed to mention yet. I mean, I think eighth grade we've talked about a lot is just mm-hmm. a stunning directorial debut. I think, I don't think I've read a bad review out there. I don't know how it, 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 it misplaced in both screenplay and director. Uh, it's the whole package for me too. in, in terms of a yeah. movie going experience, um, it left me horrified. It left me overjoyed. Uh, it was melancholy. I think it's a perfect movie. Um, and one that I think if they want to reward independent filmmaking, you know, reward something like that, something that A24 would put out like eighth grade and uh, it's a great film. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's my biggest snub after widows for sure. But you guys are right. Widows is the, how did they forget about it? Yeah. I think eighth grade is another one too. That's easily accessible for the general public too. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people get turned off from, um, some of the best picture nominations because they're, um, I don't know, maybe a little too uh, auteur cinema or yeah. just, um, yeah, too too sad. I remember when it was like Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea, everyone was saying, talking about how sad all the best picture nominees were. But like something like Eighth Grade is easily accessible and definitely could yeah, um, could and should be uh, be nominated for anything at least. Just one thing, please. My God. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have other well, snubs? Because I have like 
10. Um, I, I just didn't want to steal any of yours away, too. I definitely, I would say uh, Hereditary, too. Yes, um, I wrote that as well. And that one, I mean, I think I liked it even more because I was expecting to think it was a good movie, but not uh, enjoy it so much just because um, I'm a wuss. But, <laughs> I get scared. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just snuggled up It is up like my one of the talked and, about and horror it. movies of the last few years, like... Mm-hmm. I've never heard that much hype around a horror movie. Yeah, I, so I would definitely say Hereditary, and um, I'm just realizing now too. Sorry to bother you. Really oh yes, any, I, we talked about it, um, obviously, but I don't. I just didn't realize I didn't get anything. Really. Yeah, not even, even though, not even screenplay. It was just surprising. And even though Beale Street came out late, it it just does seem like a movie that would be nominated for Best Picture, like. Mm-hmm. It's very surprising that it isn't. Yeah, that's that's another one too. It it seems like a shoe in for uh, an Oscar nomination, especially being from Barry Jenkins. Just a peer a period piece family film too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it definitely got hurt by the release date and just yeah. the fact that no one really saw it in theaters, which is very sad. Um, I want to talk more about Hereditary real quick too because. I think it's too jarring and jarring and too shocking for the Academy to even enjoy it. Um, I, I have a theory that half of them didn't even see it. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. I heard Ari Aster, the director, talk about that movie. And he said he wanted to make just a deeply rooted and fucked up family drama. But he knew no one would go to the theaters to see that. So he put it into the frame of a horror movie. And a really effective horror movie, that is. And... I just think the bravery of doing that and just the audacity to do that for your first directed film, first feature, I should say, like, I think it touched people. I think it people heavily, bleakly related to that movie. And I just, I, I think it was deserving of a best picture. And just even coming out, like Get Out was nominated last year. And I think mostly because of the social relevance, it's a great film. But if we're going to start nominating horror movies, I think, you know, Hereditary is the prime factor for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's about time they started, um, you know, going going through different genre films and seeing what um, you know re- what really are the best pictures, rather than just going through. Uh, I feel like lazy picks are like Bohemian Rhapsody and, yeah. and Vice. So, yeah, definitely in agreement there. Do you have any other snubs, Jake, that you want to throw out there? You said you had a oh, long. Oh boy. I just think for pure joy, like why not nominate Paddington too? I mean, it's <laughs> yes. like weirdly, it's criminally underlooked by just the general public. Like it has a one hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the most well-reviewed movie I think of all time. Like spread the word. I think every child under the age of of like twelve should see that movie. It's about kindness. It's about community. It's just. I think it's a perfect film. I think it's one that needs to be recognized more. And just as a film, it's technically just so well made. The music is great. The performances are great. It looks like it looks like a Wes Anderson movie in terms of just lush color and just hmm. please, please, people watch that movie. I know it's been talked about a lot over the years, but like or the year, just please, you know, spread the word on Paddington too. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it for some time <laughs> now myself. <laughs> Still haven't done it though. You really can't be in a bad mood after watching Paddington Two. It's no, it's, it's just one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I don't know what's what it's like in the because I know it's a 
Paddington Bear is a more popular thing in the UK. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. so. I, I wonder how much bigger it is there uh, if it is because I, I uh, really feel like a lot of people don't talk about it that much. That's valid too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like with how how good the first and second one are that they should be um, seen as much as, you know, any Pixar movie that people go and see. Yeah, so. definitely. So, yeah, that's another good snub, Paddington too. <laughs> you guys got more? Uh, you know, that's all mine. We, t- yeah, we definitely talked about all, a lot of the other movies well. I loved. I kind of tried to mm-hmm. spread my snubs around across each category because mm-hmm. I had – there are movies where I would just be like, oh, this thing got snubbed for everything it did. So, yeah. Yeah. Overall, there's definitely a lot of snubs and yeah. some some good picks for, uh, for yeah. nominations, but others. A few good picks there here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a messy year for the Oscars. But, uh, but everyone listening, you should <laughs> let us know who, who you think should win all these categories, who you think will win. And uh, and what snubs you got too? Because uh, we obviously have a lot of snubs, and I'm sure you do too. So, uh, Luke and Jake, any uh, final words before uh, we have the Oscars tomorrow on Sunday? Uh, no, I hope everyone <laughs> makes a lot of nice pop culture jokes tomorrow. That's what I will be doing. Um, and uh, yeah, it was cool to bring Jake on. Jake might be back one day. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Jake. Um, no, thanks for having me. I'd love to come back and talk movies. It was a blast, and yeah, the I can't wait to just to drink some beers and champagne tomorrow and watch the shit show happen. Um, like, there's no host. Like, who's gonna even yeah, start the show off? Go. I just can't. Yeah, wait. I don't know. I don't really. Do, yeah, what is gonna <laughs> happen tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be weird. I wonder how they're gonna handle that. It's it might be amazing. It might be a complete disaster. <laughs> Kind of hoping for a disaster, but it's weird. Like I think the presenters are just going to come out. Like there's like thirty or so presenters, and they sort of run the show. It's just a weird, just a weird logic to to base the Oscars around. And I'm here for it. I can't wait to see it crumble. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I know they wanted to cut down on time too, so that's why they yeah. said they weren't going to televise certain categories, and that mm-hmm. of course backfired. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it'll all just be giving out awards and there won't be any performances or anyone talking. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> no words will be spoken at all. No words will be spoken at all. Just show <laughs> the winners on a screen. Presenters will just walk out unannounced. <laughs> They'll just put the winners on a bulletin board in the hallway and then they can just go and pick their awards up like in high school or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, those are all good takes everybody. And once again, um, let us know who you think is snubbed, who you think should win, will win. Uh, and uh, yeah, and enjoy uh, the Academy Awards tomorrow, everybody. <laughs>